education team for Jackson Family Wines proudly brings you these podcasts for your listening enjoyment. Welcome to the Bud Break Podcast. This is Advanced Sommelier and wine educator David Royce, your trusted choice for all things Jackson Family. And today, you're joining our tasting group. This is where we take a deep dive into three different wines, giving you the full real-world tasting notes, winemaking techniques, and the practical tools to expertly discuss wines in the Jackson family portfolio. So grab a glass and let's get started. We have three bottles lined up today. We're tasting through all the Chiantis produced by our estate Tenuti di Arceno. We have the Chianti Classico, the Chianti Classico Reserva, and the flagship Gran Selezione bottling of Strada El Sasso. Uh, joining me today is Dr. Pepe Shib Graciani. He is our global brand ambassador for Tenuta di Arceno, calling in from Italy. Uh, good evening, doctor. How are you? All good over here. Thank you, David, for this uh, call. Excellent. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, there's not that much to say. I'm um, in the wine business with Italian wines for the last uh, 40 years. I've been uh, always enjoying the Italian wines, although I myself am not Italian, but I am a half Spanish, half Swiss, and a marine biologist. So just a crossover, um, 100%. Uh, having the opportunity to represent Tenuta di Arceno is really like something very, very special. Awesome. Well, excited to have you. Uh, a long resume. I'm glad you gave us the short version. Um, and how many languages do you speak? I try not to speak more than five at a time. Good call. Let's uh, let's take the plane. Let's fly in uh, and let's visit the estate. Let's let's talk about uh, Tenuta di Arceno. Take us on a tour. Yeah, so Tenuta di Arceno is settled in Castelnuovo Berardenga. That's 15 minutes away from Siena in the province of, um, of Siena. It's uh, Tuscany, so the region is Tuscany, and um, obviously Italy. When in 94, uh, Jess Jackson and Barbara Banke arrived to, uh, to Italy, they were looking for a big enough estate to produce good wines, and um, they found this at Tenuta di Arceno, um, an estate that develops over a thousand hectares, so 2,500 acres maybe, from 300 meters above sea level up to now 600, 650 meters. So lots of differences in exposition, in soil, microclimates, and also the landscape is just amazing, uh, beautiful. But when we arrived there, vineyards were just kept in the way you would do traditionally in Chianti Classico, which means Chianti Classico was a blend of white and red grapes, and they were grown in the same vineyards sometimes. So the blend was already a vineyard blend. And obviously that doesn't really follow with our standards of quality that we know these days. So with Pierre Seillon also getting into the project of Tenuta di Arceno, uh, most of the vineyards were just ripped out, re organized. We mapped everything to see which soil at which altitude would fit the best to which uh, roots to which variety and they started planting. Right now at the estate we have 
112 hectares of vineyards, which are divided into 50% Chianti Classico production and 50% is devoted to the Super Tuscans. Excellent. Excellent. And so just for perspective, Vale Resorts in Colorado, where I live, uh, is just about 5,000 acres. So the estate in Tenuti Giacchino is about half the size of Vale Resorts, which is just a cool little reference point there. Um, but only 10% roughly planted a grape varietals. You said half Sangiovese and half Super Tuscan. Awesome. Uh, great. Well, I think we should jump in and taste some wine. Uh, wine number one we have in the glass here. This is our Tenuti Diorceno Chianti Classico. Taste along with us uh, if you have the wine at home. So to me, juicy, ripe, inviting. Blackberries, black cherries, smells delicious. This is, uh, it's got a little bit of savory component to it. There is some balsamic, there's this dried savory herb component, but really uh, there's a freshness, there's a brightness and intensity and really fruit dominant for an expression of Chianti. Uh, Pepe, what do you think? So yeah, always remember we are talking about a Chianti Classico and it's the typology annata. So in the quality pyramid of Chianti Classico these days, we start on the base with Annata, then we go up to Reserva and Gran Selezione. The Annata um, should be an expression of, uh, of this more fruitiness, um, um, readiness of the wines. I, I believe there is um, a lot of red fruits together also with the black fruits, as you, as you stated. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the savory component is there, absolutely. I recommend, um, what my opinion can count, to serve this wine really out of the fridge. And the, the cool, um, uh, the, the freshness of this fruit really comes then, and the acidity really comes then to, to speak out of the glass. And yeah, obviously it warms, up, it warms up very fast then in the glass, but uh, um, this temperature change is like really appealing. Just, yeah, just a bit of a chill adds that lift and that freshness. I had to taste it and uh, it's fantastic. As you mentioned, this is youthful. This is bright. This is a celebration. Now, what I love is on the palate, the savory mm, classic Italian expression comes through. There's generous ripe fruit on the nose, but on the palate you're introduced to zingy, fresh, bright acidity. It's quite mouthwatering, that scrubby herbal component. The savory component comes through uh, in a really balanced way. And one thing I adore about this wine is that it is a beautiful on-ramp into the world of old world wine. That many, many times people beginning their wine journey start in California. And I totally get why. It's fruit forward, it's juicy, it's ripe, it's generous. And as they explore into the old world, which Europe, France, Spain, Italy being the big three. Uh, this wine serves as a great on-ramp because there is, with this wine, there's still juicy ripe fruit, but we're introducing this herbal savory component, uh, which old world wines are really known for. It's not a stark, intense, powerful, leathery, tar, mushroom, sage, which for a new world wine palate, uh, can kind of turn them off and almost kind of shock them. Whereas this is a beautiful transition 
into Italian wine and a really versatile, uh, great wine to have in the bag. Uh, what do you think, Pepe? Yes, absolutely. And this is the um, playing together of Sangiovese with a 15% Merlot with add to this wine. So the 15% Merlot gives all that fruity, fresh um, nuances to the wine, while instead the Sangiovese keeps it really old uh, world style. Probably one of those wines that can also help introduce um, younger people to, um, to the wine, um, to uh, appreciating the old world wines. Totally. Yeah, delicious. So let's move on to wine number two. Uh, this is our Chianti Classico Reserva. Uh, this is 90% Sangiovese, 10% Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, and then aged for 10 months in used French Barrique. Uh, and the really exciting news here is that the 2020 vintage of the Reserva just received uh, the award of number 24 in the top 100 wines of the year from Wine Spectator. Uh, huge news, huge congratulations to our team. Uh, really exciting there. So congrats, everyone. Yeah, don't forget though that the 19 that we have now in the glass is the third consecutive three bicchieri from uh, Gambero Rosso. So this wine has a long history of um, rate, good ratings right now. That's it. Thank you, Pepe. Yes. And the Tre Bicchieri, can you speak just uh, briefly about that, that award? Yeah, so the Tre Bicchieri is um, the award that the Gambero Rosso gives to the Italian wines. And um, you have to send in every year the new production, and uh, these days you just get um, normally for a winery one wine rewarded with the three glasses. Um, well, if you get the three glasses, obviously not every winery yeah. gets them. Um, but because our Chianti Classical Reserva has been um, always showing the good quality, it has now got in the last three vintages the um, this award. So that is something very consistent or speaking of consistency in the production of our Reserva. Perfect. So jumping into the nose on the glass here, to me, this smells like Italy without a shadow of a doubt. When it, whenever I'm blind tasting, I put my nose in the glass and think, is this rich, ripe, generous fruit that can often take me to the new world? But when I'm blinding a wine like this, it smells like it can literally only come from one place. This is Italy in a glass. This is uh, very herbal, very scrubby, very savory. Uh, my wife has a jar of Italian seasoning, it's called. And Pepe, you might be rolling your eyes that Americans would have such a, a silly spice in their cabinet, but it's a jar of dried rosemary and sage and oregano and basil that you would sprinkle on Italian dishes. but when I put my nose in the glass, that's what I'm getting. This really dried, savory herbal component. There's this menthol and cedar. It is orange zest and tea leaf. It is it molto classico. In my in my head, immediately, this is an, a classic Italian wine. What do you say, Pepe? Yeah, I think um, it's a great compliment to tell us that the wines reminds you of Italy because we want really to show our, our terroir and um, remind people where the wine comes from. So absolutely, yeah, um, love it. Um, 
here in this one, I think that the Sangiovese is very well combined to the Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon coming from a vineyard that is at 560 meters above sea level uh, called San Donato. That's where we have the best Cabernet Sauvignon that really adds to the wine <clears throat> all the minerality, all this um, really savory, mouth-watering uh, feeling that absolutely gives you then um, um, the, the indication that this is a wine that's going to accompany food. Totally. And on the palate, the tannins, fine-grained but very persistent. The acidity, as we mentioned, very bright, mouth-watering. My mouth is still watering, and I swallowed the wine quite a bit ago. Uh, it's built for food. This is making me hungry. Uh, I really want pizza. I want pasta. Uh, it, this is just such a beautiful expression of Sangiovese and quite a bit more serious than the Chianti Classico. Uh, I get it. I see why it's in the top 100. It's a it's a it's a stunning wine and and what a treat to drink. Really, really delicious. Uh, wow, that's fantastic. We could say actually that um, most of the vignettes that finish, uh, or the Sangiovese from most of the vignettes that finish into the Chianti Classico Annata are younger uh, vignettes, while mm -hmm. instead for the Reserva, we mostly use the, um, uh, the vineyard called La Porta, or these days it's actually called Strada al Sasso, just below San Guzme. Um, we use a lot of um, those uh, grapes and then blended with the Cabernet Sauvignon from higher altitude. So that is the secret for this, uh, for this wine mm -hmm. and the difference between the two Anata and Reserva, because the aging, as you said, is 10 to 12 months for both of the wines. Awesome. Yeah, what a what a treat. Uh, now, I think we should jump into uh, the Gran Selezione here. Um, so the top of the quality pyramid, Gran Selezione. Uh, this is the Strada El Sasso. And I learned this recently. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Pepe, but the translation Strada El Sasso, Street of Stone. This is uh, Jess's fingerprint, Stone Street, basically. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, when um, the first vintage of uh, of Strada Sasso actually uh, came out in 2010, so just in memory of of Jess Jackson, we changed um, the name of the vineyard that was La Porta, the name of the wine, which actually would have been La Porta to um, Strada Sasso. Perfect. Uh, so this bottling. 100% uh, Sangiovese, bottled in purity, uh, aging for about a year and used cask. And now this, uh, Pepe, this is a, a single vineyard and a barrel selection, correct? That's it. That is correct. So below San Guzme, the town of San Guzme, we are there at 450 meters above sea level. We planted starting in 97, 98, 11 hectares of Sangiovese, just one block after the other. On, on the whole, um, on that place, on that vineyard, which is ideal for the Sangiovese. The first two hectares um, of that vineyard, those are separated completely from the rest. And out of that production, uh, Lawrence selects the best 35 barrels of Sangiovese. So it's awesome. a, a double, a double selection, so to say. 
So on the nose, this has a lot of the, the, the fruit component from the Reserva, but the intensity has been turned up and also the, the herbal savory components um, cranked as well. I mean, there's tarragon, tobacco, this wet earth, uh, that balsamic note coming through intensely herbal and very aromatic. This is the highest expression of Sangiovese and the immediately nose in the glass. I'm in a trattoria in Italy. Everyone's laughing. There's pasta, there's food everywhere. We're going to have limoncello in a minute. Uh, this is just Italy in a glass. This is absolutely stunning wine. Uh, how do you like it, Pepe? Well, Strada Sasso has always been my favorite wine. And I think with this wine, you can have so much success uh, presenting it to sommeliers or the geeky wine people. Um, for sure, it's more severe. It's more um, understanding um, wine than not the Reserva that can please everyone. But this is something very special. Also consider this is the most limited wine of the estate. Only producing 35 uh, barrels means that um, production is really very small. And, and I will say on the palate, this is powerful. This is tannic. This is incredibly mouthwatering. This is structured. Uh, as you said, this, this might not be the everyday drinker. This is the special occasion wine, and this is one that you might decant before dinner and have with a big, savory, intense meal with steak, with hearty pasta dishes on its own. The wine, it screams for food, it begs for food. And that really kind of, I think, would complete the experience. Uh, it's an intense wine. There's a lot of power here. Yeah, it's awesome, Pepe. I love it. Yeah, I think um, not only like the red meat, which is um, a fantastic choice, obviously, but also it has lots of that umami thing in it. So um, if you can pair it also to porcini mushroom, pasta with porcini mushrooms, or some um, some truffle dishes, like the intensity um, is there. and. Uh, the wine also shows, besides the powerful Sangiovese, also that elegant side of um, our winemaking at Tenuta di Orcino. I am so hungry. This is getting this is <laughs> this is, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's, that sounds fantastic. Um, well, a really cool lineup. I, one last note I want to get to is that across the board, uh, I'm not getting any new oak markers and this is not aged in new oak uh, there's no cinnamon coffee vanilla bean uh, across the board can you tell us why does lawrence and the team are they not interested in new oak does it not work explain that to me please well you know lawrence and and pierre Young, when they work together they are always looking for uh remaining the most neutral as possible with the oak. The oak should never cover um, fruit. Plus, Sangiovese is a very delicate fruit, so it's very, very difficult to get like good Sangiovese aged in uh, new oak. Normally, the new oak, especially if it's out of a barrique, overcovers the, the delicacy and all the complexity that Sangiovese can show. I only know like really a few good 100% Sangiovese out of only new oak. That's very seldom. 
Lawrence every year tries to put one or two new barriques in the um, Strada Sasso production. And he's always at the end of the of the blending, he's like, no, that doesn't fit into it. And it takes them off again. One thing, though, I would say that most of the times Lawrence chooses barriques out of the of the Strada Alsasso, which have contained before Cabernet Sauvignon. So once they have mm. made a parkour with Cabernet Sauvignon, those are normally the best barriques then to use for the Sangiovese for Strada Alsasso. But there is no, no real... Uh, reason why it's just what uh, his experience is now showing him that's great uh, uh the wines are delicious uh what a treat uh thank you so much for joining us pepe i really appreciate it, it was my pleasure david thank you for um spending the time tasting through these wines my pleasure uh well and thank you for joining the bud break podcast this is advanced sommelier and wine educator david royce your trusted choice for all things jackson family signing off Thank you.